Hi, my name is Ella, and welcome to my podcast, Budget Babe, where we talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. Hello, friends. Um, Thank you for joining me today on Budget Babe. I have a special guest today, and her name is Anandi Klassen. She is a blogger. She's got a website, thepoweroffearlessliving.com, and then she is also a coach. She coaches entrepreneurs and people who are looking to go their career. Um, We both connected over our vision of empowering women to go for their dreams, earn the money that they desire, and that money management and earning begins with mindset. So Anandi believes in living fearlessly and in pursuit of the best life. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to chat with you about everything that we are so passionate about. Yes, thank you. I'm excited as well. I knew I liked you right away when you <laughs> said we were talking about how we were beginning our projects and you were talking about how things begin with passion and the mindset. Yes. So we hit it off I right away. I, I knew maybe after two minutes talking to you, I wanted to have you on the podcast. I'm so glad. That's awesome. Yay. All right. So tell us about yourself. Um, We want to hear about your background and how you got to be a coach. Fantastic. So um, first of all, I'm from South Africa, so I'm so excited that we connected because it's so nice to know that, you know, people over the world resonate with something that I have to say and the passion that we share. So I... I had a career in, in a corporate career in marketing and I just felt like there was something missing and I wanted to help other women to be able to play bigger and level up. And I actually read a book by Tara Moore called Play Bigger or Playing Bigger. And in it, she says, as women, sometimes we are not told, we are not encouraged to really step into our full power and to really be who we truly are. We are told that when we are trying to be a leader or trying to challenge, that's being naggy or being difficult. And I wanted to be able to be the someone I needed when I was in my career. Because I went through a really difficult phase where I was having some issues with, with my manager, with my team. And I personally wasn't sure where I wanted to go and what my career path needed to look like. But I decided that my true purpose and my true calling and my true energy lies with working with other women and Mm -hmm. helping them and and being able to see patterns and strategies and things that perhaps other people can't see. And that way I wanted to become a coach and and a business consultant so that I can help women entrepreneurs build their businesses and also help them stand tall and powerful in their businesses but also help women in their careers be able to step up and start having the power to live fearlessly, but to build their career fearlessly Mm -hmm. and just be bold in their choices. That's kind of where I came from and how the coaching business and consulting business kind of came about for me. Yes, and you're absolutely right. I feel like in the States, we're not encouraged. We're told not to take up enough space. We're told to kind of be quiet um, yes. And anytime a woman of power, so right now, and not to get too political, but we have a woman running for vice president. And when we found out a woman was running for vice president, I'm immediately seeing things on my Facebook, basically downgrading her to her gender and her sexuality. Yes. 
And they were just calling her derogatory names. And it's all because she's a woman. And women have to fight harder and they don't get enough power. And especially women in politics, women in powerful positions. I've had jobs where when a woman gets promoted, there's all of an assumption, oh, it's because she's a woman. It's because she's pretty. Or do you think she slept with the boss? That There's always that speculation. So to your point, women are taught really socialized at a young age to have a more nurturing role, uh, just, you know, we're nurtured us to be planning our weddings. Yes. Instead of our careers. And there's nothing wrong with having both. Like, we can have both. So I'm really glad that you have that vision and that you're helping women become their best selves because, honestly, even I feel like, you know, I could use – I have to give myself a, you know, pep talk every morning – so we can all use that and we can all kind of use that reprogramming of the subconscious to um, be at our maximum potential and do the things that we want to do in life, get what we want to get in life. So tell us about a typical day in your role. So for me, when I, when I started out, when I wanted to start my own business, for me, it was important to really look forward to every single day. So I try and keep my days different and open to whatever may come. But with that comes quite structured as well. So I have a a, quite a strong morning routine. So I wake up every morning at 6am and I do my accountability check-in with my sister-in-law. And then we kind of just make sure that the other one actually didn't snooze the alarm. (laughs) (laughs) And just set our intentions for the day and I try to be very mindful in, in how I want to go about my day to make sure that I have purpose and I have intent with everything that I'm doing and that there's definitely gratitude involved in every, every single day so that Absolutely. I'm ready for what's coming my way. And then I tackle the difficult things first, the stuff that you don't want to do, the stuff that's going to feel like, ah, oh, this is what I'm going to put off. I try and do those things first. And then Because I actually don't have a lot of one-on-one time with my clients, I work more in a group setting and in a, like I do intakes with my clients sometimes. Um, I actually have a lot of free time in my day. So I try to make sure that there's a little bit of research and learning from others so that I'm consistently building my mind and developing my skills. I try and bring in a bit of creativity to make sure that there's always like some openness and some freedom and then mm-hmm. I find fun in every day. And then I do my afternoons. I'm usually most productive. So that's when I'll, I'll do my client work. I'll either do, if there's one-on-one calls, that's what I'll do. I'll create my content that I put out to share my value and my insights with my community. And if I'm creating courses or I'm creating workbook or worksheets, that's what I'll do in the afternoon. And then towards the evening, I try and wind down again and make sure that I'm taking in what the day had to offer Try and not um, taking the energy from clients because mm-hmm. as a coach, you tend to have an empathetic na- nature and that means you take on other people's energies very easily. Mm-hmm. So I try by the end of the day to not, to, if I have to get rid of it, to try and like do a safe space, try and unwind and just close off from whatever the day held. It's not, it's not always that easy, but I do try and be quite intentional with that. That's awesome. And I like what you're saying about, you know, being intentional with each day, having a plan out. And then also as a coach, 
it just sometimes as a friend, but you, it is hard not to absorb the energies around you sometimes. So the Absolutely. fact that you take time for yourself as well is awesome. And speaking of content, your content on Instagram is amazing. I love your Thank things. You. You've got very simple, inspiring messages. Um, you have one where you're smiling and talk about how important it is to begin each day with a smile. Yes. Which that is so true. It's so important to you know begin each day with positive thoughts because that's just going to reflect the trajectory of your entire day. Yes. Absolutely. And that's, I guess, where mindset comes in too, right? So you, you want to start each day with the right mindset. Otherwise, it is so easy for it to spiral out of control mm-hmm. by, like, having one conversation or, you know, your family member saying something wrong or reading something in the news. And things like that are triggers that are very easy to set us off on a very bad spiral if we are Absolutely. not being intentional with how we start our days and the, the mindset and the intention behind our actions and our thoughts. Absolutely. I've, I've had to make the intention to do less social media and even the news. Mm. I'll watch just a brief highlights of what's going on and try not to carry it with me throughout my day. There's just, there's a lot of power in positive thinking. And I try, yeah, I try to focus on what I'm grateful for every day instead of getting caught up in the weight of the world. Cause I don't think it's, people that were designed to carry that around with us absolutely and i just want to add you mentioned the power of positive thinking but it's important to remember that positive thinking doesn't mean that you're always being positive and Mm -hmm. like not realistic positive thinking means that you are making the choice to choose something better over something negative i love that yes where it can go wrong sometimes and people like oh but you can't just be positive all the time no you don't have to be but you have to be realistic in what you are choosing to let into your energy zone and your environment and your space. Yes, that, that is absolutely correct because it, it's a choice. You have to, it almost takes a lot of courage to choose to be positive in such crazy times. Yes, and I absolutely. love that you said that. And then for, so for your clientele, um, what do you believe would be the most common obstacle for women going for the job they want or earning the salary they have or going into business for themselves? Self-doubt. Self- we, we, are, we are excellent self-doubters. Um, and and a, very, a very good example of this is so as a woman in the workplace, for example, if you are the go-getter, if you are somebody who stands up for stuff, you get labeled as, I'm sorry for my language, but the bitch, right? Uh-huh, yeah. You all know this. No, you can say bitch and on here. And if you are not... <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not doing that, if you're being the nice person and you're being kind, then you're, you're labeled a soft. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are doubting ourselves. Every single thing, how we are communicating our emails. How many of, 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 of your listeners and how many of my audience members I have seen will start out an email with, hi there, I'm just following up on our conversation. Meanwhile, you want to say, dude, get your ass in gear. By saying that little word, just, you are immediately undermining yourself and you're doubting the validity of your power and strength in the communication that you're sending through. And we do that all the time. So Mm. that is definitely the biggest obstacle I have seen, even within myself. It's the self-doubt, the imposter syndrome, the... Am I sure what I have to say is good enough? Am I sure that my work is good enough? Oh, but do I really deserve this promotion? 
I mean, it goes to say, if somebody gives you a compliment, do you ever just go, yeah, thanks, I know, I'm awesome, right? I do that all the time, and my husband always laughs at me. I love that. Why not? Why not? I mean, you have to take a compliment. You have to learn how to take one, because, you know, I don't think anybody... Like, another woman's not going to compliment another woman just randomly. She's not going to say, mm-hmm. oh, you have a pretty smile, just just to gain something from it. It's just, we have to learn, we have to learn how to build each other up. We also have to learn how to take compliments. Yes. Don't be like, yes, oh, absolutely. thanks. But I love that you say, yeah, I know, thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. I'm wonderful. I think- and- oh, go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I think that, that leads to the next part of your question in terms of earning the salary that as a woman we feel we need mm-hmm. or we want. Well, it's not just about need, it's what we want. Why can't you ask for what you want either? And, and it's the same as entrepreneurs not asking for their worth. A product-based business is one thing because you can calculate the cost of it and you need to obviously make a profit. Service-based business stuff I've seen a lot more complicated because how do you charge what you feel you're worth? Mm-hmm. And it all comes back to the self-doubt and the imposter syndrome because if you know what you have to offer and you know what your worth is, it becomes easier to ask for it. But you have to be confident in that in the first place. And that's sometimes what stops us because as a woman, we're like, okay, but you know, I have been working so much and I have been doing my job and I have done the overtime. So, you know, could, could you maybe consider a promotion? No, no. Ask for what you want because if you do not ask, clearly what you want for the universe or the people around you do not know so they cannot reciprocate that amen yeah and you have to know your worth you have to be able to ask for what you want because sometimes i even know cases where people will go for promotions or go for what they want and they're going to be told that they can't do it i have a friend that started an amazing business in nashville she was told by people that she couldn't do it, and she did. She celebrated a 10-year anniversary. Yes. Um, there's a friend that, you know, she had a career transition. She has her own business as well, and it came from a setback. And mm-hmm. I like to say comebacks are always better than setbacks. Yes. And this girl turned a setback into an amazing comeback. So we have the power to do this. Um in the States, we're still earning like 74 cents to every male dollar, statistically and yeah. typically. I, I actually made it a point in my corporate job to ask about that, to ask what I was making. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was confirmed to me because I was out, when, when I'm out performing some of the men yes. I work with, I, I earn more than they do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the reality is as well, Again, it comes down to that that element of do do you really want to put forward what you want from life? Are you ready to learn from your failures? Mm-hmm. And then I think it's so important, like you said, your comebacks. If you if you if you had a step setback, don't be afraid to acknowledge it, accept it, and learn from it, and then come back so much stronger. Because I always tell my clients, what's the worst that could happen? Right? Mm-hmm. Could they say no? And then what will happen? So. My biggest thing is why not? Why not do it? Why not ask? Why not go for it? Why not just try? What's the worst that can happen? And the results from that is always amazing. I have yet to have a bad result from that. I love it. Oh, and going back to the word bitch, we'll just visit that briefly. (laughs) Bitch is an acronym. I read this book called Why Men Love Bitches back in college. 
Bitch is an acronym of babe and total control of herself. I love it. It can be an endearing. So in turn, something that's meant to be derogatory towards you, turn and being, oh yeah, I'm in total control of myself. I love it. So, I'm going to use it. I'm going to steal that from my next post this week. If yeah. You don't mind. <laughs> it was uh, Sherry Argoff that originally said that. Or that's where I first read it. So, still away. Perfect. So, yeah. And just I'm going to go look for that book and read it myself. That sounds very interesting. It, it is very interesting. It was um, talking about how a lot of women will bend over backwards to impress a guy that she's yes. dating. When in all reality, you don't have to. And no, guys, because it's the same thing. Whether we are in our corporate careers or in our dating lives, you should you should always be yourself. You should always show your strength. Mm-hmm. If the guy isn't prepared to accept that, then he's not the guy for you. Right. Right. And men love fierce women. They love women who know what they want. Men of quality, that is. Yeah. They love women who speak their minds and go for the things that they want in life. So that's really what, and it's, it's in our subconscious to seek approval. And like you said, the word just, I'm going to have to look for that make sure I'm not using that in my email. Women also say, I'm sorry more than they should. Yeah. Like if you're in somebody's way or, yeah, like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Most of the time saying I'm sorry is not necessary. Now, if you really did something to damage somebody else in some way, then yes, say I'm sorry. But of course, if if you're just standing in the aisle at Kroger getting something and a guy walks by, it's not really necessary to say I'm sorry. No, change the language, change the semantics. I mean, an example exactly of I'm sorry is if, if somebody has emailed you and, and they've waited a few days, we tend to say I'm sorry for the delay or apologies for getting back to you so late. Mm-hmm. Say thank you for waiting. Here is my response. Yes, I love that. Around. Changed around. Thank you for your patience. So instead of sorry, you say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your patience with me. I love that. Take take control back. Take it back. I love it. And this is a lot of stuff that I'm going to be using going forward. So, vi- <laughs> so awesome. much value. <laughs> so for anybody that listening that might want to become a developmental coach themselves, what advice would you have for them? I'd say um, be ready to give of yourself a lot because being a coach is a lot of sharing who you are with your clients because you you have to be vulnerable for them to become vulnerable. And then there's a lot of listening involved, so get ready to be an active listener. Mm -hmm. But actively listening, not just to your clients, actively, actively listening to what's going on in the world. You need to understand what the economic status are, what what social status are, because all of those things are going to be affecting your clients and their careers and their businesses. So you should be able to help them understand those situations and environments so that you can give them the tools and the tactics to move forward. And when you are asking them the questions, because at the end of the day, a coach is somebody who asks questions to help the other person evolve and develop and deep dive. You're not creating the changes you're helping them find the power within themselves so by asking the right questions and by being aware of their environment and the things that could potentially be affecting them and helping them to create the excuses that we all inevitably use in our lives so have kind of have a comeback for their their excuses by having this active listening to the world around you because that way you are better able to serve your clients 
Listen. I've always heard listen to understand and not to reply, and that's what you do Absolutely. to actively understand your clients. Now, what about clients that are needing a coach? What do you have? To, what advice do you have for them? Or looking for a coach? I think when you when you are looking for a coach, it is so important to find somebody that you resonate with, and not just going for the one that everybody is recommending necessarily, or the top coach, or the most liked, or the most follow the, the coach has the most followers. You want somebody who you resonate with. You want somebody that is going to actually help you. So if you are a strong, fierce woman, you want a coach that's not necessarily power coach. You want somebody who's is going to complement your strength with the calmness. If you are more calm and subdued, you need somebody a little bit stronger but not overpowering to pull the, your strength out of you. So look at the content that they have if they are doing lives because that's where the best opportunity is to see their personality and their coaching style and technique and if they're giving freebies away and they're doing any workshops attend a few so that you can see the way that they teach and the way that they communicate if that is something that you resonate with and then you contact them and say okay you know could we do a coach like a one session coaching call a lot of coaches are doing these discovery calls these days which is a free initial call that they do with you because as a coach i also need to decide if, if you you are right fit for me mm-hmm. and then you kind of gauge and you decide and that's when you make the decision in terms of needing a coach and throughout your career and your life you're also going to need different types of coaches as you evolve and develop so it's a very personal choice to choose a coach and you need to make sure that that person is ticking the boxes for you but you also need that little bit of tough love and a kick up the butt sometimes because mm-hmm. otherwise you're not going to see results you've got to grow and it gives them it gives people an outside perspective of what's going on because we've got to be motivating ourselves we've got to believe in ourselves and have that self-worth it helps to have another voice yes and to also absolutely. provide different to challenge you sometimes mm-hmm. you need someone else to challenge you when you're going for something lay it all out for you. Absolutely. I mean, even with myself, I know all these things and I can give my clients the best advice, but sometimes I'm in exactly a similar position and I struggle to see it because I'm in the position Mm -hmm. and then I have my coach and they come out with my, my, the different perspective. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I should have seen that. But sometimes when you're in it, you don't see very clearly because there's emotions involved. There's, Mm-hmm. environment involved there's other people involved so it's good to have that outside perspective because they can see the potential that you cannot i love it love it now i ask everybody you're my first guest but i'm going to ask every guest on this since the show is called budget babe well about living in, intentionally with our money yes but we all have an expense that we don't go cheap on mine would be skincare i'm a big skincare nerd What is your favorite expense to splurge on? So there's two for me, um, and they both come down to one thing, though. It's travel and food. And it comes down to the experience, about a beautiful experience. Like, for me, food is this, but not like restaurant food, like food that we cook, food that we serve at home under the tree with fairy lights in the trees and candles at the table and family and the conversations that flow from the food, from the from the, the party or the dinner, the people enjoying the food, have, having that, you know, that moment of absolute yumminess. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the process of cooking food as well, but good food. 
And I do that with my husband and we do that with our family and then serving and sharing that food like that to me is the most special experience. And then to travel because then you can go experience cultures and food and all these beautiful things from other places and bring that back into your heart and let that just develop you and make you a little bit of a better person. I love that because the best moments in your life are spent with the people you love. Uh-huh. And a lot of times that involves food. Absolutely. Absolutely. And traveling. Traveling is where you meet the best people. I find also good. that I learn the most about myself when I travel. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but also traveling, like seeing places that is not the typical tourist places, going and be trying to be live like a local and seeing what people like do on a day-to-day basis. I find that's when I learn the most and that's what changes my heart and my life the most. Yeah. I, th- I think traveling is very important for young women because to me, that's where I learned about myself. That's where I learned to ask for what I want. Yes. But by myself checking in a hotel, I learned to ask for what I want. I learned to, it kind of gives me an intuition too. So mm-hmm. if I'm asking for directions somewhere, I can, I'm really good about telling, okay, who's going to be friendly and helpful and how to avoid like the stranger danger mindset. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it's just, it's rewarding. Travel, they say travel is the only experience that makes you richer. And I could not agree more. And Definitely. Absolutely. I know that's what a lot of people save their money for. That's what people want to splurge on is traveling. I was lucky to do a lot of traveling in my career and get to take a lot of extra days that way and then travel with people I yes. work with sometimes um, just just throughout the States. And then I went to Dominican Republic last year for the first time. But that is, that's definitely something I want to do more in the near future because it, you just learn so much. Um. And it also teaches you that it's okay to ask for help. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because you're in another city, you're in a new place. You have to ask the locals what's going on. I feel like traveling also gives you a different perspective on lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So if especially like I've traveled to places like China and Bali and, mm-hmm. and seeing people living not the lives that we lead in the first world countries and seeing how they're okay with that. And that has also affected my money mindset a lot because do I need that beautiful decorating piece in my house? Do I need the fancy car? Do I need another expensive handbag? Because is my life not fulfilled without those things? And if I want them, am I not looking for the feeling that that bring and can I not then find something something else to bring me that feeling without wasting money unnecessarily. So I found that traveling really opened my eyes to, to how I think and use money differently in my life as well. Love it. Yeah. And that's, I think you always come back a different person when you travel. And speaking of traveling, absolutely. Speaking of traveling, you have clients all over the globe. Yes, yes, I do. I have clients in Australia, New Zealand. I actually have a client in Bali because of my travels there. Mm -hmm. South Africa, America, and the UK. That's amazing. And how did you meet? How did you connect with your clients? 
I really just connected with my clients through putting my content out there, making sure that what I have to say is valuable. But then also coming back to the active listening part, I joined these beautiful you know, like female empowerment, female entrepreneur groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I really use my social media uh, profiles to network, to actively network and engage and build relationships. And by being in these groups and just giving advice or sharing insight, I just build up this beautiful clientele and they would come to me and say, okay, you had this to say, can you help me more? And then we kind of start this relationship and it evolves into a professional relationship. And some of the, um, actually uh, the, the course that the group that I'm busy with right now, the intake was all from one Facebook group that these three ladies contacted me and they're like, please, can you help us? And they got some of their friends together and we did it. There's like 12 ladies in this group and we are busy helping them build out their careers. Some of them have side hustles. Some of them mm-hmm. are entrepreneurs. Some of them want to become CEOs. So we are going through this process and they're all friends. So they're all supporting each other and holding each other accountable to help them level up and step into their power and just live fearlessly. And it is amazing to see this, the support the community and it all just comes from me being active in on social media me supporting and empowering and giving my value and how they have given so much value back to me from that yeah and living fearlessly is going to inspire other women I can say for myself I became inspired to start my podcast by seeing my friends go for what they really want Amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I think it's going to have an effect when women go for what they want. They're going to influence the people that they're friends with. Absolutely. Sorry. A mentor of mine, actually, that you say that um, she has an interesting methodology that she teaches. And she says what happens in the bathroom doesn't happen in the boardroom. And what she means by that is, you know, when you're in a club and it's like past midnight and everybody's a little liquored up and you're (laughs) going to a a girl's bathroom and everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're so gorgeous. No, you're gorgeous. Oh my gosh, I love that lipstick. Why can we not be that loving and supportive outside of the woman's bathroom? When we get to the boardroom, we're like, oh no, back (laughs) off, bitch. I am going to crush you. Why? Why do we have to do that? That's an excellent point because... I think the one best thing about when you're going downtown and you're at a bar, there's somebody in the staff in the bathroom. They're there to spray your hair, um, give you <laughs> mints, wash your hair. They're there to help you along the way. The bars in Nashville yeah. have its bathroom attendants. And I've been, I've been known to hug them before. <laughs> but that is when I used to get really sauced up. I used to hug them and make friends with them. <laughs> My friends would actually find me in the bathroom making friends, and that's a safe space. You're not – it's also yeah. a good place where you don't have to worry about creepers, but you're exactly right. Women compliment each other in the bathroom. You make friends in the bathroom with women. But when it comes mm. to work situations and other social situations, that's not always the case. No, it's not. And I think a lot of times we're played against each other. Oh, absolutely. Intentionally, definitely. I think women get played against each other. It's like – Oh, look at your friend Kelly. Look what she's doing. Uh, This is how she does it. And it's like, okay, well, Kelly's successful and I can be successful too. But her success and your success does not have to look the same. And Mm -hmm. guess what? That is okay. That's perfect. 
Absolutely. We, our journey does not look the same as somebody else. Our timeline does not look the same as somebody else's. And all of those things are okay. That's, I think, another thing that society does to women is that if you are not married before 30 and have children by 35, then there's something wrong with you. And absolutely mm-hmm. not. Your journey is your journey. And what you're achieving in that journey is magnificent. Why does it have to follow the same timeline as everyone else? You're right. I'm in my 30s and I still I still believe that there's somebody out there for me. I haven't met of them course. yet. And I remember um, when I was in my 20s, we used to discuss, it's like, oh, we got to get married by 30 or what's going to happen? We don't... <laughs> and, and growing up in a smaller town, that was the main focus. People asked me more about who I was dating more than they did about the dreams I was pursuing. Mm-hmm. And even Absolutely. still, women ask me, they're like, they're like, what's new with you? Have you been on any dates lately? Have you been doing this? You know, it's more about social, but the same women that want to be involved in my personal life, what do they know about my aspirations? Absolutely. And, and that's a conversation that I want to see more. That That's kind of what my vision is, just to create conversations about money, how we're investing it, how we're managing it, how we're going yes. out to make it, going for promotions. And I've got friends like that. I think that's what's inspired me is some of my sorority sisters that I've met in Nashville. That's what we talk about. We talk about what we're going for next, power moves, buying houses, the things that yes. we were once not encouraged to do. And it wasn't too long Absolutely. ago that we weren't encouraged to do that. So I... I'm all about creating that conversation about aspirations, and you are as well. Yes, which definitely. I love. And and why do we have to be defined by what we do, or if we're married, or why can't we be defined by the difference that we are making, or the conversations that we are having, or the mm-hmm. impact that we are having? You know, can we not change the, the how our identity is perceived just by these things that society tells us are the, the must-haves? Must-haves, yeah. And that's, and again, as earlier, what what is a happy life for me is going to look different for Susan. Yeah. I, but yeah, we're just, there. there's like these stigmas and there's timelines and what we should have. We're, we're shooting all over ourselves. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> but a successful life to me now looks like traveling more, um, furthering my education and the impact that I have on the people around me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think with that, exactly what you mentioned earlier in terms of your money mindset is because I think that's what everybody, like your, mm-hmm. everything that you do kind of drives in terms of the money that you make, because that's going to uh, fuel the life that you lead. And I was watching a very interesting um, YouTube video the other day by a guy called Grant Cordon. And he's a property mogul, but he's also a wealth expert. Mm-hmm. And he said, what are you prepared to sacrifice short-term to have long-term lasting wins in your life? So what are the things that you are prepared to sacrifice? What can you be disciplined on? And rather take that money and put it back into investment, put it back into opportunities for passive income, grow your income streams. I mean, we all know the millionaires are millionaires mm-hmm. because they don't just have one income stream. They have multiple income streams. Absolutely. And that's also like one of the key elements that I teach all my clients 
we there's a section in a module that we do and it covers money mindset but it covers the fact that you have to have if you're in a career and you're just trying to chase being the ceo you have to have more than one income stream and that is investments that is obviously your job and then you also have to be very careful that when you're trying to build out income streams you're not leveraging your time for money you need to be building income streams where you maybe put in effort once but then the money becomes evergreen and it's consistently coming in because leveraging time for money isn't scalable and you want to be scalable you want to be growing you want to be going on that holiday and not stressing about whether the money is coming in or not and Sometimes that requires a diff- different shift of money mindset, but also making short-term sacrifices for long-term lasting results. I love it. They say you should make money in your sleep. Absolutely. There, there are ways to do that. I've, t- I've currently got two. I'm, I'm all about normalizing side hustles because yeah, at one point in time, it's like, why do you have to work two jobs? And for me, I don't have to. My uh, normal weekend job working with bachelorette parties that's a chance for me to be a part of somebody's special weekend, be a part of a that's fun lovely. weekend, a weekend where women are celebrating one another, whether it's because mm-hmm. they're getting married, whether it's because it's their birthday. Um, I've even celebrated a couple of divorces before. Okay. Because, that's yeah. interesting. But, but those women see it as, okay, I'm ready to begin a new chapter in my life. But I love being a part of a celebration and sharing my love of dance with other women and it just so happens to give me some play money. That's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. But an income, and I, I like the corporate job. I'll never leave corporate world myself because there is some security, in my mind, what I see as security, having the 401k, having of the course. benefits. And, but I, I have a lot of friends who've gone into business for themselves, and they are doing just as well. I like having that security. Absolutely. But... I've also, you know, to me, I'm hoping to have four streams of income. Great. Around that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. Um, so how about you? How many sources, how many streams of income do you and your husband currently have? Well, between the two of us, we have about seven. And wow. I have to say it has set us up truly for a financially free life because it, for me, I can do what I love without stressing that I'm doing it to make the money because the money is there. So whatever I make because of what I'm doing is like additional. additional. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's and it's a combination of time. Some of my my money comes from giving my time. Some mm-hmm. of it is um, my online courses that I have. Mm-hmm. So it's digital products that's just living in the background. Some of it is investments. Um, some of it is property. So there's all kinds of different ways that we use our skills and our talents to have the income coming in. But 80% of those income streams are not dependent on our time or us. And it's ticking away in the background, which is amazing. That's incredible. That's, I love that. I love that you guys, have, you guys have a plan. You have ways to make money and be able to set up side for yourself. And it goes back to and one of my friends who's a very successful real estate agent said, you have to be open to that abundance. Oh, absolutely. You have to be open to it for it to come because the subconscious can kill your mindset and can kill your goals faster than anything. And that's absolutely. And what I want to add here is you're going to find this very funny because even though we are quite financially secure and stable, we live with his parents because we choose to do that Mm -hmm. because the community and the support that we get from having 
the family around us makes our lives infinitely better. Mm-hmm. It, it helped us through the whole pandemic and the turmoil of COVID. As a woman, it helps me not stress about what to make for dinner every night. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it changed our, our opinions about how to live so much. And our family is strong and happy and healthy. And that is the biggest thing that I'm grateful for ever. I love it. Yeah, because that's, community is so important who you surround yourself with are so important and living expenses rent electricity internet wi-fi those are the largest the rent is going to be the largest expense for most people absolutely absolutely so if you can find ways to save money on rent to me you're you're making more money Definitely, you're already of course. making more money. You're already because you're taking that portion of your income. I tell people that the fastest way to make more money is to eliminate debt, and that includes car payments, student loans, um, credit cards, because you're taking that money back. And when you first pay off that debt, put it in a savings. Because when you eliminate an expense, you're technically making more money. You're giving more money back to yourself. Absolutely, but what's interesting about that is. You can use debt to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Especially. So we actually got started with our most successful income stream by taking out a loan. But using that in loan, a loan for investment purposes and the way that we did it, we were able to pay it back quite quickly. But we wouldn't have made the growth and the substantial income if we had not taken that, I guess, that risk of having yeah. the debt upon us. But I think everybody has a very bad relationship with with debt, and you tend to only get debt when when you need money, and mm-hmm. that's when you shouldn't be taking debt because how are you going to repay the debt if you don't have money in the first place? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's and that's what a lot of people is like seeing debt as like. I think my biggest mistake was seeing a credit card as a safety net. Yes, and that's not the way to see a credit card. To see a credit card as a way to build credit. Never charge more than I can pay back. Absolutely. Then, if you don't have the money, don't get it. Exactly. If you don't have the cash, you can't afford it. No. But if you having a credit score is not going to hurt anything. In fact, it's going to no. be a quicker way to get approved for the house you want, the car you want, lower interest rates. Absolutely. Well, let's see. Is there anything else that you would like to touch up on or something else you would like to add? I want you to also talk about your blog, your Facebook page, and your website. Share with everybody. I guess um, mostly what I just um, do is everything we talked about today is I help women in their their corporate careers and as entrepreneurs to build up their personal branding, which is very important. Mm -hmm. If you want to see success, people need to see who you are because people buy from people. And similarly, employers need to see what value and what you have to offer. So that's just what I, at the core, what I do. But how I do that is so many ways. I, my, my website is just a kind of, it's like where you get to meet me and I've got some videos there and some content there that you can read up on. And I just, I, I love sharing. I love giving value. I love to empower and uplift and teach. So that's what you'll find whenever you find me on my Instagram, on my Facebook page or on my website. That's what you'll see me sharing with you. I I do not hard sell. I give you whatever value you need. And if you then feel you need more, get in touch with me and we build out your strategy and what works for you and how I can help you level up, step into your power and see the success and the results that you want. That's 
that's really what I'm all about. Well, that, and the best way to get a hold of you for anyone that listening that would like to um, start doing business with you. So you can head on over to my website, which is www.thepoweroffearlessliving.com. Mm-hmm. And you can see there's a section to get in contact with me, which is anandi at thepoweroffearlessliving.com if you want to email me. Or there's just there's all kinds of ways that you can work through and see if you want to book a free 30-minute discovery call. Let's have a chat. I find that face-to-face virtually mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is the best way to figure out if we're a good fit and if I can actually help you. And if I can't, I will definitely send you in the right direction because at least I've also taken my last eight years in corporate and marketing and, have, and used that to build my network. So I am very, if you're not my fit for me, I'm not going to keep you to me and myself. I'm going to share you with somebody who's going to be perfect for you. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we all, we all mesh together differently. Absolutely, so. no, definitely. So that's the best way to get in contact with me. Alternatively, on my Facebook page, which is Anandi um, at The Power of Fearless Living, you can just send me a DM or on my Instagram, Anandi Klaassen. Send me a DM and I get, I get in touch right away and we can take it from there. Yes, and you guys are going to love her videos. You're going <laughs> to love her you. messages. It's a great way to start your day as far as mindset goes, just looking at some of her posts. It's a great thought Thank for the day. Thank you so day. much. Yes, of course. Um, and anything else you'd like to tell people? I think that's, you know, we've covered so many topics today. I think mm-hmm. what did. I'd like to leave you with is that um, for all of us is you take control by being more conscious of your choices. So just be conscious of your choices every day. Be in control of what you're allowing into your life. And then just live fearlessly. Be bold in your choices. Be bold in what you are deciding to bring into your life because that's when you're going to be able to live fearlessly and get into your happiness zone, which is where we all want to be. Well, thank you so much, Anandi. You have added so much value to my week already. Um, Ah, that's great. And I know people who are listening are going to love it, love the content that you bring to them, love the inspirational messages. And this is definitely what you said. It definitely needs to be heard. Thank you so much. I'm really glad that we can share this passion of ours and we can talk Mm -hmm. to more people about this. And I hope everyone listening can take this away and go share this with someone else again. Let's just keep that cycle of love and support and community going. That's the best reward that this can be. Absolutely. So guys, go to www.thepowerofearlessliving.com for more information. I'm also going to put Anandi's Instagram in the handle if you guys want to follow her Instagram page. But thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing week.